Eat that box in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Forever waiting for someone to like us. Bitches love record players. Okay, don't swallow it, that's gross. Hello, my little sex kittens. This is Raven, and welcome to Raven After Dark. Ladies and gentlemen, and non-gender identifying individuals, your ear holes are about to be blessed from the voice of an angel. This lady, not only is she my roommate, not only is she my best friend, but she is my life partner and my soul partner. The one and only Tikra! Welcome! You're finally on the podcast! I am so exciting. You know, it's so funny. You always watch me record and hide under blankets, and now you actually get to be here. You're part of it. I know, I'm excited. I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you for making time in your busy schedule and you sleeping always. Yes, of course. (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm pretty great. You know, I've had a really productive day, went to the gym. I'm almost to 10,000 steps. I think I might have hit it by now. My new goal is to 10,000 steps a day. Hell yeah, brother. We're getting there. How's your day been? What have you been up to? Pretty good. I was at work all day. It was a pretty chaotic day. You lasered my cooter earlier. Thank I did. You. I lasered your cooter earlier. Now I'm sitting on the couch, titties out, about to do podcasts Oh, I should with take you. my titties out. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do this real quick. I feel like it has to be equal. Now it's a party. Now it's a titty party. It's a titty party. (laughs) Ah, so young Tikra, we've had so many adventures and so many fun times. Mm -hmm. What would you say is one of your favorite moments of ours? I would say my favorite one is when we uh, randomly decided to go to California. (laughs) And we literally, I don't know, when did we leave at like midnight? It was so last minute. Yeah, drove all the way there through the night and... um, we almost ran out of gas. So scary. In the fucking middle of nowhere. Middle of BFE, California. <laughs> so, and we GPS a gas station. So we went to a gas station. We're like, oh, it's good. It's only a couple miles away. We pull up to the gas station. And it's a single station. No card reader. The place is closed. In like a sketchy ass neighborhood. And didn't your car like tell us like how many miles we had yep. left? Yep, yep, <laughs> it was yep. only like a few miles oh, yeah. <laughs> until we ran out of gas. And, and we, we were like, dude, stop. it's like four in the morning. We are by ourselves. <laughs> we have no fucking service. That was the scariest part. We it had no so, service. <laughs> it was so scary. I'm like, this is how scary movies start. Like, we're never going to make it to California. And then we made it. We did. And we set up on the beach. And we slept. We did. We did. We smoked a joint, and then we fell asleep on the beach, and then woke up, enjoyed the day. And we built the coolest sandcastle. Oh my gosh! I'll have it wasn't to post a sandcastle. It was a seaweed castle. Yeah, it was a seaweed empire. We spent like four hours making this. <laughs> people thing. helped us. Yeah, <laughs> the people were helping us because they've been watching us like all day with the sandcastle. And they were, we were cheering like, us on up and down the beach, finding all the seaweed. I swear, I think that we had collected all the seaweed within like a half mile radius. So yeah where we were but it was it was more than just a seaweed it was like there was a storm the night prior so like the seaweed forest stalks that are like 10 feet long yeah. tika and i are dragging these across the uh-huh. beach yeah they were pretty heavy too but yeah we made like super cool castle there was like a boob castle and yeah. then the water kept like coming and and washing it away so we were like we need to build a seaweed wall and it, the seaweed wall, wall totally worked totally worked it worked we came back the next day and that it was still there and it was super cool and 
Um, we met that family, that yeah. mom and her, there was a mom to a son and then her mom that was from Sedona and oh, her yeah. son gave us flowers. They mm-hmm. had like a random bouquet of flowers and he walked up and was like, can I add these to your sand Yeah, castle? it was the cutest thing ever. She's cutest like, we've been thing. watching you for like three hours. <laughs> like my son like noticed you guys were like, cause there are other flowers that were washed up on the beach and we were like adding it to the castle. And she's like, he wants yep. to like, give you these flowers to add yeah. to it. And it was, was the so cutest shy. thing ever. It was adorable. It was freaking adorable. It was definitely like the coolest castle I've ever built before. And then we were like, oh, we'll just drive through the night and stay all day and then drive home and then realize that we were way too tired to do that mm-hmm. and so we end up staying the night yeah didn't we sleep in the car no we, we got a hotel room that michael paid for us oh my god he sent i us don't money. remember this part no. at all <laughs> yeah Holy he sent shit. us money for the night so we could have a room and then we went and got dinner i think just crashed huh. out wow it's funny that was you- the same oh my god i totally forgot about it that was that same trip where we stopped it in and out and we met that dude on the motorcycle oh, the motorcycle and guy. i got his number and he was just Fucking super sad weird. and weird yeah. and was into hard drugs or something yeah. but that was that same night because i think you fell asleep and then i talked to him on the phone for a bit uh-huh. and then after like two days of talking to him realized that there's a lot to unpack and cheer that wow, i do not want to really do not remember staying at a hotel yeah so it was a super shitty hotel it was like a super lame because <laughs> i think our phones were dying or something so we like left them in the car to charge and then they didn't charge and our phones are just always dead wow it's funny what your brain can make you forget. <laughs> just blackout things. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm fine. I'm not compartmentalizing. Okay. It's cool. <laughs> oh, God. So we've done some fun stuff together. We've done some crazy things. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the craziest thing you've ever done? Ooh, the craziest thing. And you know what? My dad just started following me on Instagram like last week. So, no way. Like, dad, <laughs> if you hear this, I'm so sorry. But like, also, you shouldn't be surprised because, you know, I'm like the wild child. So he like probably if he hears he's gonna be like, I'm not surprised. Um, but I was um, I think I was 20 years old. I was living in uh, Old Town Scottsdale at the time, living that bougie life. Bougie. And I was working with a photographer, Mohawk Photography, and we did more like dark art, like kind of fetish shoots. And at this point, I think we had done already done our first art show together. Um, And at the venue in Scottsdale, they used to host these fetish balls. And he had invited me to go to it. I just started working at this kiosk out there and I had this, uh, coworker Mariah and she was, she was super cool. And I was like, who, who am I going to go to? Like, I've never been to a fetish ball before. I have no idea what to expect. And I knew she was super cool. So I was like, Hey, you want to go do this crazy thing with me? Let's get weird. And I'm just thinking like, Oh, we're just going to go see this like fetish ball and like see whatever the fuck we're going to see, you know, nothing crazy or well, kind of crazy, but not nothing super crazy. Um, so we get there and it was a super cool venue. They were like doing suspension. There's people Ooh. performing. There's, uh, like sex pop-ups where, you know, you could get like clothes and, um, like toys and stuff to okay. work with. They had this like little spanking se- like station Ooh, where you could banking. Yeah. Or they would or like, bench. yeah. Uh huh. They would like tie yeah. you down and then, you know, whoever wanted to come Meow. spank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoever wanted to come spank you could spank you. And, um, afterwards they, they rented out this entire hotel because okay. right down the street, it was on like Indian school and, uh, Scottsdale road. And, 
they bought they bought the whole hotel to use this one specific room that was near the pool and you could buy a vip ticket to like hang out in the pool and watch the show that they were doing so what they did was um in that room they pushed the bed up against the window and opened the curtains and they did like sex performances like fetish performances so everybody who was performing got to stay in the room everybody who was watching it stood on the outside of the room and watched it through the windows and they were doing like they were piercing each other's fucking dicks and balls and like doing electroshock therapy like fucking people having sex orgies like crazy thing okay wow and I'm standing in the front and the photographer Mohawk that I was working with, uh, like stepped out to like say hi and like see how I was doing. I'm like, I'm doing good. And he's like, come in here. And I was like, no, I'm not going to fucking go. I'm like, no way. Like, there's no way I'm doing this. And he's like, come on, come on. Like, it'll be fine. Like everybody here knows you. Like they've seen our stuff. They love you. And I'm like, no, no, no. And then he's like, who thinks Tikra should come in this room? And everybody, he gets everybody cheering, Tikra, Tikra, Tikra. And oh I'm like God. on the spot, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. So I go in the fucking room and I'm like, what do you, what do you want me to do? You know, like I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm shitting bricks. Please don't pierce my nipples. I don't want that. I'm shitting bricks right now. And he was like, well, I'm on next with this girl. I'm going to fuck this girl. And he's like, you should sit on her face while I fuck her. You've never told me the story before. I've never told no. you the story. Oh my God. I for sure thought like, I was like, you're going to hear and you're going to no. remember. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, you guys should just start out playing with each other. So I'm butt ass fucking naked with this girl. And there's a whole group of people watching me through this window and my coworker. Let's not forget my fucking coworker is there. And I'm like, I'm getting fired. I just started this job. She's going to tell everybody they're going to fucking fire me. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm already in here. Like, fuck it. If I get fired, I get fired. Uh, so I mean this girl like eating each other out. Well, then my photographer comes in and he starts fucking her and I'm just sitting on her face. And then like he flips her around, does her doggy. She's like eating me out. And that was like the whole act that I was in. But I was like, holy shit. This is like, this is insane. I cannot believe that is insane. (laughs) I cannot believe one that I even like came at the time. I was like, can't believe I came to this. And, and now I can't believe that like everybody just watched me do that. Like (laughs) all these people and my fucking coworker now has so much dirt on me. Like she could totally blackmail (laughs) me if she wanted to. How did you feel after that? Like, what did you feel like right as it got done? Well, I was like, I was a little nervous mainly just because my coworker was there, but I felt like it was super cool. Like it was super cool that everybody was like chanting, like wanting me in there, you know, it was the, I'd never done anything like that before. I never thought I was ever going to do anything like that, Mm -hmm. but it was like, it was really cool. It's very interesting, very like freeing. I felt, I, I felt pretty good, like coming out of it. Um, just because it's another thing to add onto my list of all the weird random things that Tikra has done in her life. So obviously it's always going to be like a good story to have. Um, but I'm, I'm glad I, I did it though. So I, I would do it again. I would, I would do, it do it again. I don't know if I would let anybody like just fucking pierce me, but I would, I would probably do it again. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's something that I've always loved about you is you've always been so fluid with your sexuality and just who you are mm-hmm. and just everything that has to do with you. So what 
explain your sexuality to me. Like, how did that start from a kid? Because you have some funny stories of humping things. <laughs> okay, and yeah. Let's dive into so, that. So <laughs> I was a humper when I was a kid, and I used to get grounded all the time. She doesn't hump me now, and it's I quite would, sad. I would just hump, like, the weirdest things. Like, <laughs> I got grounded once for, like, humping a doorknob. <laughs> growing up i had this giant stuffed goldfish the like goldfish it, it was a huge goldfish especially for like how small i was at the time but i used to hump the fuck out of this thing and it had like that kind of crunchy like material so like when i would hump it it'd be like you know asmr before we knew yeah. what that was exactly um i definitely got in trouble a few and it was funny because like i'd get in trouble for humping and my parents would send me to my room and the fucking goldfish is in my room and i'm like well oh no i wasn't done <laughs> so you know i would just get grounded and just like continue to hump things in my room and then that kind of like led into me um figuring out that i was actually um into girls because i had let's see so i actually like had fucked around with girls before i ever did with guys okay like i started super young like like nine years old interesting yeah and i had this um with girls was that your first experience yeah yeah i was like nine years old (laughs) and i had this friend who lived in the neighborhood and we were like pretty close. She was also like a troublemaker, like super curious like <laughs> I was, you know, and one day we just like had a sleepover and she, I don't know, I don't remember exactly how she brought it up, but it was pretty much that, you know, she would do this thing with, she's like, I had to do this thing with my girlfriend sometimes, like, and I'm like, oh, what is it? And she's like, oh, well, we like hump each other. And I'm like, I fucking love humping. <laughs> so... We would, like, just scissor the shit out of each other (laughs) as little kids. And then, like, you know, I had a giant crush on her. We never, like, did anything past that. Like, I wasn't, like, finger-banging girls when I was, like, nine years old. But I was humping them. (laughs) (laughs) We're still PG here. And, yeah, I, um, and then there was, like, a few other girlfriends that I had growing up that, like, that was what we did. We would just, like, hump each other. And then, like, steal our parents' like money, like out of their purses and stuff, and then would like celebrate by like humping each other. It was like fucking weird. <laughs> but I would say um, I was super in denial. Like once I once I got into like junior high, I acted like none of that stuff ever happened. I was always like going for guys and hmm, stuff. And okay. then it wasn't until I would say. Mm, Probably like my junior year of high school was when I had finally like truly admitted that I was bisexual. And, you know, I had this friend, Joy, you you know, Ah, Joy, love Joy. Shout out Joy. She I I would say that she was like the girl in high school that like really kind of made me re-realize because like once you block something out I'm I'm the queen of blocking out I've trained my brain so well to block out things that I don't want to think about or don't remember so she was like the first girl in high school that ever like really made a pass on me and when I say she made a pass she was constantly (laughs) making passes like and I would get so shy so nervous like I was kind of like afraid of joy but only because I was secretly attracted to her you know and I was totally in denial about it so then once I became you know more open and actually started like telling people she was like the first girl after coming out that i had ever like really explored with a little bit um and 
I, w- I would say like all in all at this point like I'm pretty pansexual I do not care like what you look like what body parts you have I'm definitely yeah. like a personality person and just like the level of comfort that I feel with them is what is most important to me yeah and um it's funny because I would I consider myself like a sex worker but I'm asexual okay so I literally could live the rest of my life without sex (laughs) I I don't have the same kind of connection towards sex that other people do like they're like it's there's fireworks and we're making love and it's like this super deep thing and I just I don't know I just always thought like sex is just sex you can literally have sex with whoever a goldfish yeah you could have sex with a stuffed goldfish (laughs) like it doorknobs it doesn't matter it's just sex um i think that there's um there's deeper things to like my connections and relationships with people that i look for and so it's um it's been a really interesting thing for me to go through and kind of accept for the longest time I thought that I was broken because I never wanted to like have sex with my partners unless it was like those that first month you know and it's yeah. new and it's fun honeymoon and, phase. and then once I go through that which I mean most people's honeymoon phase lasts longer than a month mine don't <laughs> mine like three months max we're turning and burning here yeah um so that's been an interesting journey for me to kind of wrap my head around because especially in society in relationships sex is such a big thing it's so important to people yeah so it's really hard for me to um keep that kind of connection going strong yeah partners so and I feel like you've struggled with partners not understanding that and being Mm -hmm. upset with that and it's like well we may have had a lot of sex when we first started talking but it's like man I just want to hang out Mm -hmm. like it's it's just different and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that it's totally fine and at the time of like those past relationships i had no idea i was just like it's my hormones or i'm fucking broken i'm traumatized like whatever you know i never thought about the fact that that this is like there's a term for this and there's like you know a personality that like goes along with it so i only just recently had my very first relationship where this was a conversation that we had um and even then it's still like once you have a conversation like that with someone especially like a dude and if they're fucking insecure it's like it's hard for them to wrap their heads around the fact that like it's not you it's just like this is how i work you know yeah and i i found out that with this past relationship that i opened up to about it um even though the words are said i respect it and i and i understand and i i just don't think that that partner really did because they they start to move differently you know and it's like almost like they're walking on eggshells and they're like oh can I sit next to you or like oh can I touch your leg like it's not that I don't want you to like I don't want you to act any differently I just need you to understand if I go three weeks without wanting to have sex with you there's a reasoning behind it and it's not because I don't care because I'm attracted or anything like that it's just how I fucking work I still am trying to like fully figure it out and like be comfortable with it how often do you masturbate um I would say I go in and out like I'll have same because that's another thing for me too it's like I'm I don't feel like I ever masturbate because I'm like oh I'm horny like I need to masturbate it's like I'm 
been super high all day and I've been binge eating and nothing's like giving me satisfaction <laughs> and like it's midnight and I can't sleep and I'm like oh well let's just try to masturbate and see if I can do it you know so it's never really because I want to get that sensation it's just because my brain's not stimulated enough and I'm like oh let's see if this will do yeah. it so like I'll I'll go like months without masturbating and then like I'll have like two weeks where I do it like twice a day and just banging them out just banging them out and then I wake up the next day and then I'm on to another few months of like not masturbating. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. There's definitely been multiple times where I've come home and Tika's asleep on the couch <laughs> with a bag of chips and her vibrator or I walked into her room one day and there's like takeout on her bed next to her vibrator and I woke her up as like, you yeah, have a good night. And she's like, yeah, wasn't oh, there no, like I chocolate wrappers <laughs> everywhere yeah, chocolate too? <laughs> <laughs> like, I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's like, you know, so the relationship I just got out of, um, you know, was go- going through that thing where, you know, I wasn't wanting to have sex, but I'm like, looking for stimulation in my brain before I go to bed. So I'll masturbate and I'll leave the vibrator there. And then my partner would come in and be like, Oh, you know, you don't want to fuck me, but like you have fun fucking yourself. Like it's different. It's very different. Masturbating, having sex with someone, they, both of them require completely different, like mindsets, different energies, you know? And so it it is different. There's a, there's always going to be less stress on yourself when you're playing with yourself compared to, yeah sex with somebody definitely definitely I think it's good just to rub one out every once in a while yeah you know and just have that moment for yourself like Mm -hmm. if I had a partner like go and masturbate all the time like I don't care if that's what you want to do when we're not together like if that's what makes you feel better or don't like yeah it doesn't bother me I think it's like funny how people get like so insulted by that kind of thing where it's like why are you you intimidated you don't just live for your partners you know you have your own life to deal with and like your own self to satisfy so if that means humping a doorknob or like <laughs> masturbating you know like don't don't knock my sock yeah. knock my rocks knock my socks i think it's knock your socks off but no that's but some, knock, you get you get what, you what i'm saying, saying. <laughs> you get what don't I'm knock saying. on her door yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't just don't fucking come here <laughs> So then with you being asexual, would you say that you ever get horny? And if so, what turns you, like, what arouses you? Because I never get horny. I never get I horny. I never get horny. Okay, I can't say I never get horny, but it, it'll happen, like, randomly, like, once in a blue moon. You know what I notice? It's it's only ever, like, that new, it has to have, like, a new sensation to it. Like, if it's somebody new that I'm talking to okay. or, like, somebody I haven't experienced before, like, maybe I'll, you know, start to, like, daydream a little bit. It might, mm-hmm. like, make me horny. Um, but if it's like somebody's physically there, I, I just notice like people will try to do things to like turn me on and I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm playing games on my phone right now. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to like rub my pussy and I'm just like staring like with the squinty (laughs) eyes, like mean mugging, like, is, does this supposed to turn me on? Like I know most people would like turn them on, but for though, I would say like the only thing that really will like make a little flutter inside of me. It's like if you play with my nipples. Okay. Okay. But most of the time I'm not horny. No. Yeah. And it's, it kind of fucking sucks. Like yeah. it definitely goes back to like me feeling like I'm kind of broken. Cause I'm like, dude, I'm 28. Like this fucking pussy should be like, <laughs> she's fucking prime ready right to now. grow. She's like ready to prime. go, you know, like she, she should be wanting to like devour things, but she's not like that. I definitely like, 
<laughs> think that my pussy has its own brain. Oh, totally. And then, like I have my own brain. It's like AM and FM radio, like trying to get them yeah, to connect. Yeah, exactly. It's like when they're like, oh, guys like think with their head. Like, oh, what the head are they thinking with? <laughs> yeah, it's like my vagina's talking today. I don't know what's yeah, going on. She's in control, not me. <laughs> yeah. See, I like lately I've been wanting to have sex, but I'm not horny like it's yeah. not like i'm sitting there and i'm just like oh like I, it's just more of the physicalness of like i just want someone to spoon me and suck on my toes like mm-hmm. I, it's like sex is cool but even then it's like i don't know i can't think of a lot it's it's been a while yeah i've kind of thought about like so i haven't physically been with a girl in a long time okay i think for me it's like definitely more natural um I, and i think probably a lot of girls who are bisexual can agree with this that it just feels more natural to be with a guy like i think it's something I can see that. about yeah. them like like needing that protective kind of feeling guilty you know yeah um and it's just natural like girls i fucking love girls i'm way more attracted to them i have no fucking game with girls <laughs> it's, it's completely different no game. and it's so funny it's so because different i'll go out and i'll talk to guys i'm like oh my god like the shit they say and the way they try to pull them is terrible well i do the same fucking thing to girls <laughs> like i've caught myself many times trying to hit on girls i'm like ew you sound like a cringe. fucking yeah cringe <laughs> you sound like one of those dudes that you talk shit about but it's because i don't have any fucking game with them you we know? need to go and pick up some ladies but i have thought that well maybe i've been feeding myself like the the wrong type of like partner and that Hmm. maybe i need to start getting back into exploring like my love for women yeah and seeing if maybe that unlocks something that i've been missing yeah maybe seeing if that unlocks like my horniness again or like that want to have sex yeah and to have like that kind of connection with someone but i'm fucking scared bro (laughs) girls are fucking scary you guys are fucking scary we're scary but like we're so hot also totally and just so beautiful yeah and, like i don't want to be scared but when i was like junior high high like junior high like when i was like it was a secret or like beginning of high school and it was still a secret and i had like those few girlfriends i had game then <laughs> i don't know if it's just because we're younger and we were dumb but <laughs> you thought you had game you i really were I just super thought awkward. i had game and like we were so easy at the time that i'd be like hey girl bring that pussy over here and they'd be like okay <laughs> it was that easy <laughs> like it's not like that oh man yeah you know fun fact about tikra and i tikra was the first girl to eat my vagina and was the first girl for me or wait first girl's vagina i ate and it's a pretty great story yeah <laughs> I and you, very honored came. By you, the way. you came on to me <laughs> this oh, is what God. like four three four years ago in the beginning of us meeting because i was i was still with michael at the time yeah and we were at a show at the van buren yeah at the van buren rolling tits i don't even know what who we're saying we were rolling tits and we were in the bathroom stall together and i'm pretty sure i was sitting down and you were standing and you look at me and you're like hey you're my best friend and i haven't eaten your vagina can i eat your vagina i was like (laughs) only if i can eat yours Dude, it's just, you know, like, okay, people who are listening to have rolled before, like, you know, when you just like hit that moment of your peak, when you're Uh, just like, you feel like this rush of like adrenaline, adrenaline and rush. And and you're like, kind of, yeah. And you're fucking horny and like, you're my best friend and you're fucking beautiful. And I was just like, you know, my mouth, my jaw was going and I'm like, I need something in my mouth. And I just was like, 
There's give pussy. me your pussy. There's pussy right there. So yeah, I like asked you if I could eat your pussy, and I did for like just a few seconds. Yeah, and then, I loved it. And then you did it too. And then we just walked outside to Michael. I act like nothing happened, and just enjoyed the rest of our night. He was, and it was so funny because we were just like roly poly always like tee hee hee for the rest of the night, and then we came home still rolling. And it was like, hey, Michael, guess what we did earlier? And we told him. And he's like, no, you didn't. You're lying. And I was like, no, 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 I did. And then he got upset, but not necessarily upset because we did it, more upset because he wanted to be included and we didn't include him. And you were saying the night that night. So we talked about it and we're like, well, it's a secret. I have a threesome. And when you're in the shower, we like poked our head and we're like, hey, so uh, you want to have a threesome when you get out? And at first you were like, yeah, that sounds cool. And then we were like, yeah, high five. Like, we're going to have a threesome with Tikra. <laughs> and then you got a shower. You're like, you know, I just don't think that'd be right. And honest, I'm glad we did it. No, because, like, you know, me and Michael had our thing before yeah. you guys dated. And I was just thinking about it more in it the shower. It would have just been and too just much. Like, okay, this, I think this actually might be fucking weird. And we were, like, the best of friends. I mean, we still are. But, like, we definitely don't kick it the way we used to. But at that point, we were with each other every fucking every day. Every day. Night so and day. So I was just like, this is great what we have going on i don't want to make this weird or make it weird for your relationship so i was like it's fine i don't need to do this i already already had fucked michael at that point just like ate your pussy i'm like i'm good you checked I, all the boxes. i've had my fix on both of it them i was just trying to make michael feel included <laughs> yeah. he was more bummed we were uh-huh. both chilling but who would have thought that years later we would have our chance to have a threesome and who would have thought <laughs> this time out. it was your fault it was my fault this is your i don't fault. even remember it so let's get into this. Uh, what was it like? Eight months? This was like eight months ago or so. Probably. It was. It was last Halloween. Last Halloween. Yeah. So I transferred jobs. I moved out to Mesa to live with Tigra, um, and met this dude at my work. We started chilling and kicking, flirting. We bring him home. He loves Tigra, obviously. We have a Halloween party slash grad party for Tigra, and he stayed the night and then the next morning we just all cuddled together and that was the start of it like the three of us just like cuddling and hanging out and then we were we would hang out all the time and we'd go out a bunch we were drinking a bunch then and i Mm -hmm. think like looking back on it that's part of the reason why it worked because we were all drunk at the time and it was only ever good when the three of us were together and we were drinking it was a very interesting time in our friendship relationship, mm-hmm. but also one of like the worst times between no, us. No, it was and, totally the worst time between I us. Never want to date the same dude. And it was weird because like we were both dating, like, talking to the same dude, but we weren't dating. And so it was like he he always had two options, but we only yeah. ever had one mm-hmm. and we had to share him. Yeah, that's good and that. anytime you would hang out without him or hang out, hang out with him without me, I'd feel weird. Or if we'd hang out without you, it felt weird. Mm-hmm. And on Halloween, <laughs> we went out <laughs> and got drunk. And I blacked out, and this is where I have to pass the torch off to Tikra, because apparently I instigated it, but I have literally no memory of it at all. So take the reins, babe. Yeah, we got home, (laughs) and we were just, like, all three of us were laying in bed, and then, and it's even a little foggy for me trying to, like, remember how it started, but I, I think you guys were just, like, you just started, like, making out with him, and then you started making out with me, and then I was like, oh shit i think this is like <laughs> it's happening I think this i think it's happening right now <laughs> and yeah like i th- think we started off like you were having sex with him and i was like sitting on his face well then like you, 
you start <laughs> you start eating me out from behind and oh. <laughs> decides she wants to like she's all curious about my asshole i love tika's butt what can and i say she's like aggressively finger banging my asshole no memory and no memory i'm like oh yeah this is great you know and then she stops and i'm like still riding his face and then i just get this big whiff and i'm like <laughs> i smell shit I smell, and I like go to like reach behind and I'm like oh yeah that's there's fucking shit stuck on my ass and I'm like okay they have no like I'm looking at I'm looking at this dude he has no idea he's eating my box she's blackout <laughs> so I grab the back I grab behind to see and I'm like okay there's there's shit here and I like look down at him and he's going away like eating at my box I look back at Raven and she's sucking his dick I'm like they have no idea so I just (laughs) run to the shower real quick wash off come back and the whole thing you know just keeps going on so we wake up in the morning and we're talking about it and I'm like hey guys I don't know if you realize this but Raven pulled shit out of my ass last night, and then we realized <laughs> the guy goes, "Wait, didn't you put your fingers in my mouth after you did that?" And we were like, "Oh my god, poop mouth!" She totally did, yeah. And then we just kept calling him poop mouth because fed him my shit. <laughs> no memory. Oh, yeah. And I had no, no idea that you were so blacked Dude, out. Dude, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we drank a lot that night. We did. We drank a lot. We were leaving the bar, and I fell and just like, oh my god, it. that was so funny. Biffed just it. I remember that. Casually, and she, and you know, Raven's tall. I don't know if you guys <laughs> know this, but. She was just walking in just the most intense collapse ever, just face first into the ground and then kind of like slid a little bit. And I was just I remember shocked. that. I was like, oh my God. I remember hitting the ground it's and like just a, laughing. It's like a tree getting cut down. And just <laughs> yeah. If a raven falls in, the, in front of a bar, does it make a sound? Yeah. Yes, it does. Oh man. But it was, it was fun. I'm glad we got to like have that experience. Yeah. And it, it definitely i think it helped us grow in our relationship mm-hmm. as a friend and because it was really weird between us and we are up each other's assholes that's funny it's finger toes assholes yeah but, and like where we're doing <laughs> what like what's going on with our day we always check in with each other like mm-hmm. you call me every day after work all the time and it would just got weird like we weren't talking and it was like we'd be like oh well i'm i'm gonna go hang out with them and it's like okay well i'm just gonna hang out at home i guess mm-hmm. and it was over thanksgiving you were out of town yeah. and i was really into pulling tarot cards at the time and throughout because it was only like a month of us doing this anytime there was like an issue or or it felt like so much longer when you think about it it's crazy but anytime there was like an upset or an issue it was always me me like not complaining but like me being upset about Mm -hmm. things and voicing my thoughts on things yeah and I did this tarot card pull when you were away and the cards were like shit's gonna pop off but it's not gonna be you and I was like okay what's gonna happen and then I don't even know you called me and we just started crying to each other and talking about it and we're like fuck like, this shit had a dude full-on like meltdown over the whole thing i was like drinking in montana and then <laughs> i was just thinking about the whole thing and yeah i just called you like hyperventilating and was just fucking my head was spinning over this stuff and it wasn't you know, worth it <laughs> him talked and then you and him talked and then like 
you know, we thought it was going to go like a different way. And then I was just like, I, I don't want to do this. Like do you're my sister, my best friend, my lover. And we just, I never felt so weird towards so you before. Weird. And we lived together, you know? So <laughs> it was like everything was just walking on eggshells, you yeah. know? And no, no, I never want a man to ever make me feel like that. Like no. towards you or ever woman. again. Or a woman. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nothing. Like, so we're not going to do that again. No. <laughs> we're down for threesomes, but not necessarily with people we know and are trying yeah. to actually be with. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I am glad. It was a fun thing. If it, I'm glad it was you that I went through that with. Same. You know, I wouldn't have wanted anybody else. No, I don't. And I'm I can't glad think we made it out person. okay. Oh, it did, yeah. It got real close there. Yeah, yeah you're not getting rid of me we that were easily. in that fine line of just absolutely despising each other. Yeah. So. But I think the the big takeaway from it is you should never allow an outside individual to affect your relationship with a current friend that you have or yeah. like a spouse or something because yes. that's what it was. It's like no boy, girl, whoever mm-hmm. you are is worth losing a friendship over and having that wedge between mm-hmm. us. Like, and I feel like that's a I that's a common thing that I hear about in relationships too. Is like oh, my partner doesn't want me to be friends with this person that I've been friends with for, like, 15 years because we're so close and, like, they're so insecure and it's, like... Yeah. Or even when it comes to family, like, I feel like everybody that is in your life has to accept your partner and your partner has to accept them. Yeah. It's so important to have and I just, yeah... I'm glad we made it out alive. <laughs> Me too. Me too. On to the next journey. So yeah. you recently broke up with your boyfriend. Yeah. Where's your head out of dating right now? Where's your mindset with that? Um, I, you know, before the person I just got out of a relationship with, I was also dating, I, I was dating somebody before then, like a year and a half before then. And he was a, a great partner, super nice. And I, you know, towards the end, I was just so busy and I felt like I could, I didn't have the emotional capacity to like, give to someone that like to match them you know yeah and I was thinking like oh you know it's been a while since I started my business and like maybe I'm ready now so I gave it another shot but then I found myself feeling the same way that I just emotionally don't have the capacity for it yeah and so I'm chilling now I'm I also like am realizing how how closed off I feel when I'm in a relationship and okay they shouldn't make you feel like that. No, you should be able to be yourself. Yeah. So I've been feeling very like liberated, very free. Good. You know, just like moving at my, moving at my own pace, like unapologetically, unapologetically. That's such a hard word. Unapologetically. (laughs) Unapologetically. Say that 10 times fast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm just like doing whatever the fuck I want to do. And I'm trying to get back into like feeling my sexy self and trying to like remind myself how cute I am. Yeah. And like just working super hard, working at the clinic, working on my business. And I think that if I were to ever date again in the future i would want to date an older person we were talking about that last night i agree too i think there's just something about the maturity level Mm -hmm. of it all and like the mindset and where people are at so i totally get that yeah and i would definitely need somebody that's like super understanding and accepting of me because i thought that the partner that i just left was accepting and then come to find out when we break up that he thinks we don't have similar morals because I like to kiss my friends. Hello. And I like girls and 
you know so then i realized like oh okay well this whole time you're telling me like you're my biggest fan you accept me for me come to find out it actually makes you really insecure yeah and i i think that's super unhealthy and so if i were to date again i definitely i i plan on being like 200 percent myself like to a point to where i'm gonna try to scare you to like see if you can really accept me for me yeah even if like i'm not like at that peak all the time yeah like tikra as a person yeah but then if that way i don't scare them off then you know maybe it's cool enough to hang out yeah i should keep around so we'll see what the dating future holds for me but I'm so exhausted of it at this point. I feel and it. I always make more money when I'm single. I do fun things when I'm single. Yeah. I'm happier. Hang and out with me more. So they always kind of feel like a step down for yeah. me. Well, you're just very driven and you're very motivated and you know what you want and you're trying to build an empire right now. You're trying to build a business. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. It's that whole fucking thing of like, can women be successful and have a relationship? It's like, mm, well, right now I can't. And that's okay. Yeah. Like we're young like we're gonna marry each other Mm -hmm. so that's fine like we just need to focus on building ourselves up Mm -hmm. and honestly like all we have is ourselves at the end of the day and if we're not happy with ourselves and what we're doing and the people around us it's like Mm -hmm. what am I doing this for yeah and I'm so hyper independent and I feel like a lot of I feel like that's really attractive to people that are super codependent yes so I find that a lot of my partners are very codependent and I'm just like sitting here on the couch like looking at them like they're like, oh, like hold me, and I'm, like, but they're not saying it, you know. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. want some, want to eat some snack. <laughs> I'm playing Genshin on your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I, um, that's the thing. Relationships take so much energy, and I put they so do. much energy into like my work that when I come home, I have no energy, yeah. you know. And so it makes. I feel like it makes my partners think like, oh, she doesn't like me. She doesn't care. But it's like, no, bitch, I'm fucking exhausted. I'm working I'm and twerking, you know? I'm tired. Yeah. Like, I just want to kick it and chillax. And so I feel like that causes a lot of my partners to feel like we're more like friends than we are yeah. lovers, which is, I mean, that's totally like my fault, but it's just because I have realized I don't have the capacity for it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you, you brought it to my attention maybe a month or two back of, it's really important on who you give your energy and time to. And I give away a lot of that to people that aren't serving my higher purpose are necessarily benefiting me. Not like I'm using people, but just benefiting me as a person and helping me grow and be a better person to myself. I remember I came home one day and I was like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with this person, this person, this person. You looked at me and you're like, why? <laughs> what are you doing like why yeah, are you I remember I asked you like are you, aren't you tired like yeah, aren't you like, just mentally and emotionally tired of giving so many people like your time and your space and your energy and it is you do have to be like super careful with it um it you absorb like other people's energy they absorb Definitely. yours it's, it's a give and a take you know whether it's hanging out or you're having sex with someone it's a give and a take and i and i used to be like that and that's why i brought it up to you is because i would be so exhausted from it and i remember when before i this whole asexual thing i was a fucking jackrabbit i would <laughs> fuck like no other you know sometimes i'd be fucking like two people in one day Hell yeah. and i would wake up in the morning just full like panic attack and like wondering like what the fuck is going on you know and yeah i remember somebody told me once like 
you know, like sex is the biggest energy exchange that you could ever possibly do with someone. Did you know that it's scientifically proven that when a woman has sex with a man without a condom, they, they're literally taking DNA. I have heard that. Yes. From the person that they're having sex with. Yeah. And they leave a piece of them inside you. That's just there forever. Mm -hmm. Hanging out. Yeah. So like you're, you're doing an energy exchange. And so when you're doing it with so many people, Mm -hmm. now you have this pot of so many different kind of energy that in your brain is like, in your body's like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't usually have this. Like, this isn't something that I usually, this is the energy I usually produce. Like, Mm -hmm. and it fucks with your mental and you just end up spiraling over it. Yeah. And it's not worth it. And it's honestly, you're, it's almost like you're trying to make yourself feel more fulfilled and satisfied, but mm-hmm. you're making yourself less fulfilled and yeah. less satisfied. Cause it may feel good in that moment. But I mean, I've had those days I talk to you or wake up and it's like, I am so energetically drained. Like I just don't want to be mm-hmm. around people. And I just like you and the cats are all I want to see right now. And it's, it's a lot and it can take a lot from you. So because you brought that up, I have cut some people off and stopped talking oh, to them glad. and it's, made a big difference very concerned there for a second so yeah and I I think part of it with me too is I'm just trying to fill my love buckets and just get that Mm -hmm. love and affection from all these outside places and so it's realizing that and trying to fill my buckets myself Mm -hmm. and get that affection for myself or like from you or from my cats or from painting or doing meditation or yoga or whatever and like trying to find that internally instead of externally always reaching for that Mm -hmm. but it's not easy yeah I found that whenever I was in those stages of having a lot of sex with like different people it would make me wake up in the morning like almost wanting a relationship because I'm like oh my god what am I doing I'm going around with like all these people you know and it's like I'm getting the attention and I'm getting like quote-unquote love and affection from Mm -hmm. people but like it made me feel like it wasn't enough I don't know if it was guilt of going around with so many different people and I'm like oh I need to chill out but I still want love and affection from someone so maybe I should just get into a relationship yeah and then I would get into a relationship and then I would feel so trapped yeah you know and then I'm like oh my god I, I need to be a free bird again and then the fucking cycle would just start yep. all over again yep so it's just because I, I think I asked you that the other night of like, why do you always feel the need to date these guys or like make mm-hmm. it like official? Like, why don't you just casually date it? And it's just wanting love and wanting that affection yeah. and that whatever childhood trauma we've gone through of not getting loved or hugged mm-hmm. enough. It's like just wanting to hold on to that. And then you yeah. get it. And it's like, this isn't actually what I wanted. Like, mm-hmm. it's worse. Yeah. Something that I I had thought about was. So I, I'm adopted. Um, I was taken from my parents by CPS when I was six months old and my parents, both my parents were drug addicts. Um, my father committed suicide over it and my mom is like still off the shits. And I always told myself I wanted everything that my parents never had. So I think that I put a lot of pressure on myself about like, they, they never married to anybody. Like they just fucking went around and had kids with a bunch of different people. You know, they never had like a good healthy relationship. So I think that I put a lot of pressure on myself to have that because they didn't have it, you know? And my dad totally had commitment issues. And I think that maybe I have a little bit of it, not to a point to where like, I'm like cheating on my partners and stuff like that. But, um, just to a point to where like, I can't keep the relationship like going long enough. I don't know if maybe I picked that up from him or if I just haven't found the right person. But I think that I also have dated like 
bad people in the past so when i meet a nice person i'm like oh this is a nice person i should yeah. try it because mm-hmm. this is what i would want right yeah i would want a, a nice partner like someone's overly caring someone codependent you know yeah and uh, then i just find out that i'm always less satisfied in a relationship than i am when i'm by myself and i unfortunately had to wait until i was 28 to figure this out but i've constantly dated my entire fucking life since i've moved in yeah yeah kind of interesting pretty much since junior high like i've always like i would go like a year year and a half it was the longest i'd ever go without being in a relationship and then even in between those relationships i'd be like kind of have just having like fuck buddies or friends with benefits you know and um now i feel like i'm at a point where i i have dated enough people i've experienced enough like enough different type of people and I feel like now I'm at a point where I can comfortably say like and this isn't just me like being out of a relationship like oh like I'm never I don't want to date people anymore like that's <laughs> like we people typically do when they get out of relationships like I can confidently say that like I'm tired of it you know yeah. I'm taking a break like I don't want to do this like yeah for I don't even know how long it will be you know but like I will definitely always like remind myself from now on like hey remember how you always feel oh I'll check you when you start talking to somebody you know and I'm like I'm happy with like being single and um, I'm excited to kind of just like explore myself some more and and see what other things I can like open up within myself like as just myself and like me by myself yeah so i'm excited for it i um i typically like would feel bad when i'm like single because i'm like oh i should be like getting married or finding like a long-term partner because like who's gonna take care of me when i'm old i will now i'm just like i'll just ask the kid next door to take care of me if i need to or something (laughs) like i'll pay him i don't know (laughs) neighbor boy come over here on my lawn (laughs) yeah the one who always cuts our lawn (laughs) well that i mean i think that's really cool and i think that's the whole point of dating is that you need to date multiple people and different types of people to experience and know what you like and what you don't like and you know, I really haven't dated a lot. I always get in long-term relationships and it's been two and a half years since I've been in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I kind of dated a little bit when I first broke up, but like, mm, I mean, I'd say I just sort of, as of like last week, officially got back on hinge and I'm like trying to mm-hmm. put myself out there more for content for this podcast, but also of like, I need to put myself out there a little bit, but it's like, I'm not looking for a really, I don't want anything serious. I don't want a relationship. I just want to go out and experience and meet different people and do different things. But it's like, I just want to be held and be a big spoon right now. Like I'm no, like I know myself, like you're my relationship. Like you're mm-hmm. what I'm trying to work on and like building our home and our house and supporting each other. Like it takes a lot, you know, and it's not, but I had, it's, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. You're the best relationship I've had so far, Tigra. Yeah. I've definitely like had friends make, make me feel bad before for like how many people I've dated but just like you said like it's an experience yeah and you gotta do it now I know what I like what I don't like and I know plenty of people that have had two three relationships in their life and now they're like married you know now they have kids and then well now they're unhappy yep and they're like stuck you Mm, know because now you have kids and and you're married I never want to like feel stuck nope ever 
No. So I'm personally glad I've done it. I feel so terrible for my family because they've had to be introduced <laughs> to like a billion fucking guys, you know, and they're, they're they can't, they're like, oh, who's, who's Tigger going to bring to like this family dinner, you know? And so uh, I think they'll be happy to hear that, you know, they won't have to be. It's just me coming over for Christmas. <laughs> it's just Brenna. <laughs> Oh, well, that's good. I mean, I, you know, we've both grown a lot since because it's been Mm -hmm. what over a year now that I've lived here. And I feel like we've both grown and we've both changed for the better and in positive ways. And I think we're really good balance for each other. We both can get a little crazy and manic at different times. But I feel like we've got good at realizing it. And as long as we don't get crazy and manic at the same time, (laughs) then then like, then everything's okay. There always (laughs) has to be like one person who's sane and can like pick up the slack. Yep. Yeah, so we go back and forth of it, and it's mm-hmm. a balance. But hey, we're just two ladies with our titties out trying titties to figure out. out the world. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, any last-minute thoughts, young Tigra? Mm. Any last-minute things you want to say to all the fans? Ladies, love yourself because this shit could get ugly. That's why it's fuck losers get money. <laughs> As the great Meg Stallion once said. <laughs> Gotta love that new song. It's a banger. I'm uh, super grateful to be here and I'm super proud of you and happy for you that you like, you know, came up with a goal and a dream and you're working on it and (laughs) you're pretty deep in the episodes. Like you're pushing this will be 25. Yeah. That's crazy. That's cool. That's That's really cool. That's insane. It is when you think about it. Yeah. And it's, it's so fun because I've met so many cool people. I met a really cool girl today that she's going to come on. Oh, my gosh. You guys aren't even ready for this shit. It's just so cool. This has been so fun. And thank you for coming along for the ride and being part of it and supporting me and helping me out and dealing of with course. my mic issues. We actually yeah. recorded an episode <laughs> last week, and my mics were fucked up. But Honestly, I think this, this episode's better. Way better. We <laughs> talked about the cats better. for, like, 30 minutes, and we haven't <laughs> talked about the cats at all. So, so win. So win for much, us. Much better. <laughs> so do you want to plug your Instagram? What's your Instagram yeah, handle? I'll fucking plug myself, dog. Uh, you know, so if you want to find like the real Tikra, you can find me at resurrect me underscore. If you're breaking out, you need some blackheads squeezed or some pimples popped. You can find me at dermares underscore, and I will gladly be your therapist slash slash esthetician we'll have to have a whole episode on esthetician and skincare tips yes. that'd be a really fun yeah, one that would be cool and we can go through your note cards and i can pr- try and pronounce oh my your... god can we please do that <laughs> pronounce some good words content for school. Wait you guys <laughs> try to pronounce aesthetics like words it's, it's fucking hilarious yeah you know i didn't ask to be born perfect but it just happens <laughs> Well, thank you, Miss Tigra. I love and appreciate you for coming on. You're a beautiful human being. And I just want to give you a toe hug real toe quick. Toe hug. Toe I hug. love you too, bitch. <laughs>